Hi guys, welcome back to A Narrator Podcast. I'm your host Angelica. Today we're gonna continue with our light novel, Rikuto Chise. Uh, we're gonna start with chapter 2, Under the Skies of August, My Heart Thinks Only of You. Well, let's start. Will the girl at the cottage again wait for the newspaper this morning? It was 3.30am. Riku was at the village's store, in the process of strapping the freshly printed papers onto the back seat of his bicycle. He looked up at the dark skies. The rain had been pouring for half the night already, and while the wind was muted, the girl, her long, pretty black hair and her dress of clear colors, would all surely be soaked by the rain if she waited outside in this kind of weather. It had been an evening, a week ago, when Riku had met the girl from Tokyo. There was a straw hat that rode the summer breeze amidst the last vestige of the dazzling sunset. There was a pure white ribbon, untainted by the red sunset, that fluttered in the night sky as the hat landed on the branch of a tree growing by the brook. There was a girl standing beneath the large tree with long black hair and slender of body, looking up at the hat with worry in her eyes. She was dressed in a pure white one-piece dress. Her white legs were wrapped by the straps of her little sandals. Her arms and neck were equally pale, so slim, feeble, and posh that they threatened to snap at any given moment. One could tell she was fresh off the boat. It was the girl living at the villa. Behind the bridge over the brook, there was an old house with walls covered in vine and lush greenery in the garden, one that had been empty ever since its previous owner had died in spring. According to what Riku had heard from the boss at his part-time job, the house was finally taken over by a Tokyo-based relative of the late owner, and the new owner's daughter would be living there during summer vacation. Thus, the boss has requested that he started to deliver newspapers there again. It appeared that the girl, like Riku, was a middle schooler. Surely, she was a princess. Riku had delivered the evening newspapers and was on his way back to the shop when his bicycle passed the brook. He braked hard and stopped before the girl. The girl's slender shoulder shuddered as she watched him warily. Surely, it was because of his standoffish demeanor. In silence, He grabbed a branch, scaled the tree, reached the straw hat with the white ribbon tied to it, and nudged it over to the white-eyed girl below. Her petite white hands hurriedly caught the straw hat. Riku hopped off the tree and landed on a patch of grass dyed in orange. The girl, still very tense, clutched the straw hat to her chest. Um... She was about to say something, but he had already leaped onto the bicycle park by the side of the path and paddled off. He was unused to communicating with others, let alone those who would not have any relation to him. 
To him, she looked like a money princess from Tokyo, but he did hold some curiosity towards her, for she was a relative of that lonely fairy. I am a fairy. It had happened two years ago, in summer, when Riku had been in his first year of the middle school. He took his painting utensils and walked into the forest by the village, intending to draw the marshes there. She, Shiori Hamuro, was old enough to be called an elderly lady. Her hair was white, and the flow of time had carved scars on her little face. That did not hinder her in the slightest, however. There was a lush patch of grass between the massive trees and she sat there on the edge, in a blue dress, back straight, knees on her thin legs held together, all very elegant. There was something sacred in her innocent smile, and her voice sounded gentle and warm. She looked completely unlike the depiction of her painted by the villager, one of a lonely, hopeless, senile old lady. The princess of the Hamuros has been the prettiest in the village once, but she never got married and grew to be a spinster. Her family has passed away, that the old house is the only inheritance she has left. Such a pity. Why didn't she marry? There were rumors that she was duped by a bad man and dumped, but she's a daughter of a rich family and so pretty to begin with, why is it that nobody has proposed to her? He had heard plenty of rumor like those and more, but none of it mattered to Riku, so he just lowered his head and turned to leave, only to hear Shiori speak with an elegant singing voice. So you can really draw? That is good. This place is said to be the most beautiful place in the world especially during summer nights, when those who come here turn into fairies and cowherds. There was the warm breeze, the rustling greenery, the pure white clouds floating in the sky, the clear lights shining upon the land. The diminutive old lady that stood amidst the vibrant white forest at noontime only spoke of whimsical things. However, there was an adorable presence surrounding her, a rather refreshingly peculiar one. For a moment, one might think that she was a real fairy. After a while, he recovered and found himself thinking that the summer sun remained strong and a blurring of consciousness could be a symptom of heat stroke. The temperature here was falling but it was still probably better to rehydrate in the shade and head back home before the sun set completely. At that moment, Shiori narrowed her eyes and said, Thank you. Riku turned around and left, sent on his way by a song sung in a gentle voice. He heard words like apple flowers, katyusha, and so on. It appeared to be a foreign folk song, its upbeat melody was swaying gently in the wind accompanied by the fragrance of the green forest. Riku only had that one conversation with Shiori and never went back to that place again.
For him, that clearing was simply an arts classroom during the period of the school break. For Shiori, it seemed to be something altogether more sacred. Riku felt that an outsider should not trespass there carelessly. Shiori did place an order for the morning newspaper, and Riku would deliver them into the post box on the house covered by lush greenery. But the days passed by and he never met Shiori again. He tried to recall the face of the fairy and reconciled it with the girl with the straw hat, but the age gap between them was too great and he couldn't tell if they really resembled each other. Like it had happened with Shiori, it was unlikely that he would meet the girl again. That day, Riku returned to his two-story wooden apartment, eschewed dinner as usual, and spent the time sketching in the empty room. The space was six tatami big, and he was kneeling upon the faded floor as he drew everything he saw on anything he could draw upon, whether it was the back of a pamphlet, the bottom of an empty box, or the back of a school contact list with Bated breath, he let the charcoal pencil fly and purge everything other than the act of drawing from his world. His mother probably would not be back tonight. Nobody would disrupt him. The sweat gathering on his forehead trickled down his cheek, falling upon the tatamis, but he paid it no mind as he continued to draw. His next meeting with the girl was the following morning. The morning sun was vaguely peeking out from the behind of the mountainside and the sky slowly turned brighter. This was the moment when Riku arrived at the house by the brook, the temporary residence of the girl. He picked up the still warm newspaper and was about to insert it into the post box by the fence when he heard a loud bang from the direction of the house. He lifted his head and saw the girl on the second floor holding the window in her raised arms. She was staring wide-eyed straight at him. Today, she was dressed in mint green pajamas and glasses, but surely it was the girl from the previous day. As soon as their eyes met, she hurriedly lowered the window and hid. Did she think he was dropping by to peep on her? For a moment, Riku felt like he did something bad and hurriedly drove away from the fence of the residence. The following day, the girl was standing by the post box, dressed in a plain one-piece dress. That morning, she was not wearing glasses, and her little white hands were clutching the hem of her dress. She looked extremely tense. Once she sensed Riku's arrival, her back straightened out of fear and her cheeks reddened. Then, she started to fidget alternating between averting her eyes and looking back at him. Only when Riku parked the bicycle before the post box did she lift her head up high and suddenly bend her back down. The long straight hair immediately fell down her petite shoulders. My my straw hat landed on the tree two days ago and you helped me while I was wondering how to get it down. Thank you very much for doing that. Her voice were a little shrill very shy even, but she did her best to say her words, 
and lowered her head with great sincerity. She was a princess living at this villa, and yet she was extremely humble. This was a shock to Riku. The fine threads of her hair were draped by the side of her white cheeks. Her eyebrows slumped quickly. Still skeptical, Riku pulled a newspaper from his bicycle. The girl timidly reached up to receive them. Thank you very much, she said. The moment the long slender fingers touched the paper, something caused them to shiver. Riku's heart too seemed to sense this shiver. For a warm sensation rose up his abdomen, so he nodded slightly and hurriedly paddled off. When he thought of the ethereal eyes watching him leave, his breathing turned more frantic than usual. She waited for me just to say thanks. Such an earnest person. Surely she was raised well. Her body still looked immature, but her lips were fine and pink. That appearance etched itself into Riku's heart. The demure little face truly resembled the fairy he had met in the marsh that summer. Ever since then, the girl at the villa would await Riku's arrival. Each time, she would be holding a flowering can, pretending to water the plants in the garden, only to peek out of the gate every now and then. As soon as she spotted him, she would shrug, lower the watering can and bashfully emerge from inside the villa grounds. Good, good morning. And then, she would lower her head and greet him politely. Riku would hand over the newspaper while remaining seated on the bicycle, and the slender hands would slowly reach forth to accept it carefully. Thank you, she would say, lowering her head again. The girl would then lift her head to look at him with noticeable bashfulness in her black eyes and vivid red staining her cheeks. This would make Riku blush too, and he would head off to his next stop with a lowered head. The same scene would play out on the following day, and the day after that. The girl would always wander around within the fence of villa grounds, regularly poking her head out of the gate. Whenever Riku's bicycle showed up on its slow approach, she would head out of the gate to wait by the post box. On the fourth morning, Riku arrived to deliver as usual, but the girl was not there. She isn't around today. He was downhearted and could feel his own disappointment. Maybe she was just really watering the flowers all the time and not waiting for me at all. That thought made him feel really empty. He held the newspaper in his hand, his lips pursed as he lifted his head towards the window on the second floor. The girl had showed her petite face there once. There was much longing in his eyes as he turned to look in that direction. And then suddenly, the main door to the house opened. The girl hastily stumbled out of the corridor with a straw hat on her head. The sun had yet to rise, so why was she wearing the straw hat? It was still early. Where was she intending to go? Riku sensed that she might have some important plans for today. Was she breathing heavily because of that? Doubt gripped his heart and 
At the same time, he wondered if the girl would realize that he was looking forward to seeing her. So, so sorry. Good morning. The girl held down the straw hat with one hand and bent down to offer her greeting. Her voice was as soft as usual. If Riku did not strain his ears, it could have slipped away with the wind, and he would have missed those words. He lowered his head deeper than usual and quickly handed the newspaper over. The girl reached with her hands to receive them. Thank you very much. Once the conversation ended, Riku paddled off, leaving the girl behind. That girl is definitely waiting at the courtyard every morning just to meet me, right? He thought. Yet he couldn't quite make himself accept that it could be true. Why was she wearing a straw hat? So he focused on completely unimportant question instead. Then came the next morning. This morning. It's raining today. Will she be waiting even in this weather? Riku was wearing a raincoat, and the rain happily patted against its surface. Visibility was poor. He could only watch his path through narrowed eyes as he rode onwards, making his way forward with much difficulty as he delivered the newspapers into the post boxes. Eventually, he arrived at the villa by the brook and was taken aback. The girl was waiting by the gate this morning as well, holding a red umbrella in one hand. Blue, clumsy-looking boots covered her slender legs. They did not fit those legs at all. Once the girl spotted Riku, a faint smile danced on her lips, part delight and part bashfulness. Seeing that, the usually poised Riku felt his heart thumping loudly. She's here today. That caused his heart to race and his body to heat up. Riku handed the newspaper over and spoke to her. His tones sound strangely aloof even to himself. Why are you waiting for the newspaper every day? The girl seemed to be rattled. She looked down at her feet and brought the umbrella handle close to her flat chest. Then, while her fingers awkwardly fidgeted around, she replied in a teeny weeny voice, I am interested in the serialized novel. Her cheeks and collarbone were beetroot red. The raindrops pelted the umbrella and the raincoat threatening to overpower the girl's already soft voice. Novel? asked Riku. The girl nodded back. Yes, I want to read the next installment as soon as possible, even a minute sooner if possible. She lowered her eyes, trying her best to keep the conversation going. And that, in turn, made Riku listen with bated breath. That novel is really interesting. It feels warm, happy, everyone gets along well. The tips of the girl's elegant lips rose slowly, forming a smile. It describes a wonderful family. The girl's gentle smile and general voice caused Riku's heart to skip a bit. And then, he felt a sharp pain of anguish and sweetness and lots of other conflicting emotions. 
I say. He muttered an emotionless response. The girl continued to smile, her happiness genuine and clear. Rico averted his eyes and stepped on the pedal. It must be tough for you to deliver even on rainy days. Please take care of yourself. The slightly old-fashioned words mixed with the murmur of the rain caught up with him as he was leaving. A feeling of warmth spread over his face. It lingered there even though the spacious skies above remained heavy with leaden clouds of rain. Riku never read the serial's novel. There was no way he would know anything about it. But he saw the girl being so elated and the novel might certainly be as she described it, one depicting a harmonious happy family. Since she was looking forward to the novel every morning, she was surely living in a such warm, kind family. That must have been why she looked and sounded so clean and gentle, without a hint of malice. Riku imagined the girl reading. The room was filled with gentle lights, and she was kneeling on the floor, the newspaper laid out, her eyes sparkling as she followed the story. Next to her, there was a warm, gentle presence. Riku could feel that presence just by imagining the scene. At the same time, he was growing increasingly convinced that he should not interfere with the girl's life, and his pursed lips squeezed shut tighter than before. Well... That's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm sorry it took me quite some time because I was quite busy with my work right now. It's stressing me out. Anyway, um, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Stay safe. I'm Angelica, signing out.